Wait, 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 wait. Where's Luke? Where is he? Welcome back to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. It's 2019. We've emerged from hibernation. We know a lot of you have been waiting to hear from us. It's our first podcast of the year. I am Taylor Pilkington. With me is Michael Jaffe. You know him as Vegas Mike. Where's it, Luke? As you might have noticed. <laughs> Where's Luke? Luke Near is not here. Luke Near has a day job. He's working right now producing some other audio entertainment. Uh, did, Guthr- he get a, did he get a press pass to the national championship game? I believe is so. What? Is I that think what he's, we're dealing with? I think he's at half. He's abandoned us for the uh, skin of a pig in an odd shape. Is that what it is? Here's how little I care or know about football. When I texted Luke earlier today saying, oh, yeah, so what time are we getting to the studio? Luke said, oh, I'm I'm working for the national championship game. And I said, what national championship game? What are you talking about? I have no clue what you're referring to. Yeah, no, field hockey is very prominent in the winter, especially in the Norwegian countries. Norwegian? That's not a word. Norwegian, Norwegian. Norwegian Close, countries. good, there, good. Technically, there's only one country Swedish. in Norwegia. But you know what? That's fine. Look, I'm excited to be back here. 2019, man. Can you believe it? We've been gone for a long time. I feel like I've been gone forever. Um, Luke... Like we said, is working. Guthrie is actually in Hawaii. Right. I I like to think that he's he's peeling up the uh, floor of the Maui Invitational. And he's going to bring a piece back for all of us. I've seen some pictures. I don't know how well Guthrie tans. He's going to come back and just be <laughs> like a lobster. Um, but he looks like he's having a great time. No, that's good. That's good. I'm sure his girlfriend is not expecting him to propose. You know, which is a big mistake that you often make on vacation. I was not going to blow up his spot. I yeah, ran no. through my head. I was like, I'm not you know going to say he's there because with his girlfriend. I'm not going to say it. I took my current wife on a cruise once, and I did not propose on that cruise. And the very first thing I told her the first day, I said, baby, let me set the tone for you. We're not getting engaged. Let me tell you, that cruise didn't go well. I haven't been on another one since. Uh, just, <laughs> you know, I, would, I would say it was the opposite of champagne to start the trip. So I hope Guthrie's having a good time. I will say that Guthrie and his girlfriend have eaten dinner with myself and my wife and my parents. Mm-hmm. And I believe that my mom may have turned to Guthrie and his girlfriend and said, what are your plans for a family? For a family? What are your plans for having kids? And, uh, you know, just... Mm, That's good. The good old overreach. So what did you do for the holidays? Uh, well, spoiler alert. Yeah. For, for the listener out there, Mike and I are in-laws in the same we date sisters that's what we tell people yeah we vacationed together in florida yes we did we went Uh, to club med we went to a resort (laughs) they got a little mini camp for the kids it's fantastic you can just day drink all day long Uh, we played basketball on an outdoor court in florida yeah we played pickup basketball this is really the reason i asked you this question i really didn't care i know what you're leading up to i know what you're leading up to i want you to talk about the pickup basketball that we played because it was the only real basketball that we engaged with over the holidays so why don't you tell the listeners about your pickup basketball experience and 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 how you felt that everything went on that court let me just tell you right now i'm not a proud man But even I was humbled by what occurred. Uh, let, let me let me tell the listeners something, okay? Uh, Taylor Taylor is an excellent defender. He's a stretch. He's a stretch three. He likes to shoot the three. And he Thank also you. Likes to this, nothing makes me feel better than um, when you compliment me about basketball. There was an Italian man named Vito that took advantage of Taylor. Now this man was not what I would call gifted. 
You know, he, he was not a gifted player, uh, but he still abused crafty, you up and down. <laughs> crafty, a very Euro game. I don't know if you know this, but Kobe Bryant grew up in Italy, and I think there's something there because Vito was pretty good. Oh, he abused you. That was great. That was the highlight of my vacation. I mean, also you know. abused is strong. Okay. <laughs> It was a game to 11. He put up seven. I mean, it was bad. Anyways, um, yeah, so no, it's good to be back. I'm glad that we're here together in studio where obviously you feel most comfortable, not on the not on the hardwood. It's That hurts. Mm-hmm. It's a little more intimate, just the two of us. It is. Uh, Luke will probably be joining us a little later. I will say, I think that a year or two ago, when it was just the two of us, we recorded what some people consider to be the best and some people consider it to be the absolute worst podcast we've ever recorded. I think we even took it down from the archives. That's how bad it was. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think it was a it was a preview episode where I talked about Clemson for half an hour. I, I two will, years ago. I will <laughs> not lie. Good? I was slightly overserved during that podcast. <laughs> remember very little of what was going on. Yeah. I remember yeah. we were recording in a different studio that had a set of drums yeah and, and, I, bongos, bongos. and, and I was just playing the drums the entire yeah, time and yeah. very uh, Matthew McConaughey yes yeah um anyways so what are we going to talk about Let's, this episode we we're going to cover a couple uh topics here first we're gonna we're gonna touch immediately on NC State versus UNC the big game the game I'm so excited we'll come back to it we'll circle back we'll talk about the top the class the cream of wheat of the ACC Duke Mm. and UVA does Virginia Tech belong in that conversation technically your number one ACC ranked team we'll talk about it uh and then we'll look at um the rest of the league you know we'll play a quick game that I like to call above and below the line uh, That's Ma- the best that you could come up with, yeah, with above I'm, and below the line. Vito is Vito is still getting to me. We'll call it Italian I, and non-Italian. I bet he's Euro, good. non-Euro. He probably could come up with a better name. The best part was the very first time I saw Vito. The very first thing he did was a Euro step, and I said, "Man, it looks so natural." You know, you see it. You see it today. It's like a change of pace thing. It wasn't a change of pace. That was his natural gait. I will tell you something about him that struck me first. It was like great hair, amazing hair. <laughs> Uh, very oh. like mid-career Tom Cruise shoulder length, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of like he looked like a Tom Cruise in Magnolia. That's yes, what he that, like. that's yeah, a, that's, that's great. A yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll play that, and then we will we'll pick some games. We'll go through and just pick against the spreads. Okay. All First, right, I'm all right, guys, I'm back. Oh, oh there he is. He's oh, back. Hey, Luke. How how was Taylor in the point guard position for the podcast? How did he do? <laughs> You do okay. Uh, I give him a solid four and a half stars. What I mean, if you I guys was sorting, so- if I was sorting hosts, you know, like an Amazon star ratings, he'd probably be like third. A solid C plus behind you and you know no one else. There's <laughs> no one else. To what have you all covered thus far? Which games have you gone over? Nothing. Well, just, oh, let nothing. me guess. Absolutely nothing. You talked about. Uh, what have you talked about? You're going to be so Our vacation. What we did over the holidays. <laughs> That's all you talked about. Uh, absolutely. So I'm. I, I haven't missed it. Merry Christmas no, and Happy New Year. Okay. And also the other holidays. Thank God you're here to steer the ship. Welcome back. Well, I think Taylor should continue hosting Let, this episode. Let's get to... I really do think it's it's well, his debut. I'll so, just be a guest. I'll probably answer one question oh, all like day. That. I like that. Here's something that I'm very excited about. I'll set up the game, and I know that Mike and I definitely have differing opinions on this. Mm-hmm. UNC at NC State. Right. Huge game. Huge game. Uh, we're looking at UNC maybe as a one-point favorite. Might be a pick by the time let's we get to... Let's just call it a pick I Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Uh... Big time game. Last year, these teams split. Surprisingly, NC State uh, won in Chapel Hill, and then UNC came back and won in Raleigh. And I will say right off the bat, I'm completely in the tank for the Wolfpack. 
Mm-hmm. I think that years from now, in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of America, we're huddled around the fire. My grandchildren are going to say, what's the date of t- January 8th, <laughs> Tuesday, 2019. That was the day the world changed. The right. other team in Carolina, the other team lost to the NC State Wolfpack, your North wow. Carolina State Well, from Wolfpack. a fan perspective, I will tell you one thing. NC State fans care about this game tremendously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost mm-hmm. think that they would rather be a 15 seed in the NCAA tournament and beat Carolina and Duke in the regular season compared to being like a four seed and not winning those games. Right. I really do think that's how the, the fan base thinks. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, NC State fans out there, but I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, you've always been a champion of your people there at the Wolfpack. Yeah, I'm, I'm a proud PNC, um, pride, <laughs> pack pride PNC, yeah. just a piece. Yeah, I heard Roy Williams say uh, at his press conference today, uh, well, you know, talking about the fans at PNC, he's like, well, you know, I've never lost to an arena. That's what he he has a surprisingly, not surprisingly, but a Wait, remarkably a good Roy? record. Against is it time NC for a State. Roy voice? He does, he does have a remarkably good record. Hit, hit me with that old Huckabee. I mean, y'all, y'all always talk about environment. I ain't never lost in a in, in PNC arena. I've never lost to a, a stadium seat. I lost to a basketball team. He kicked their little buns before. Even that seems like a little much. I'm enjoying this. Keep I going. Let's hear your imitation. I can't See, do any better. This is what happens. Whatever you do in imitation, ah, that's right. Everyone around is like, eh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, let's hear yours. Yeah, exactly. They don't have one. Exactly. Yours is my favorite. Fair, one. Thank you. Fair thank point. You. Thank you. Fair point. <laughs> where were we? Markel Johnson? And that's Markel, where we need to be. NC State is going to win. <laughs> That's that's, that's my it. that's my hot take. Tell me that's why my they're gonna win. Tell me why they're gonna win. Right, here, Don't tell me anything about UNC. Just tell me why NC State is better. Here's here's what it is. Okay, uh, both these teams are gonna play fast. They want to play fast. Mm-hmm. I think that NC State is simply better in transition. I think even okay. though historically UNC wants to play in tr- transition, they want to get out and run. I think NC State wants to play that style too, and it's gonna benefit them more. I think. St- I've said this before. I think really that's been kind of problematic for UNC. I think the slower this game gets, the more it benefits the Tar Heels. And uh, so I I expect the pace of the game, the fact that it's in PNC to help NC State. I think last year, if you look at those games, Markel Johnson had amazing success in those games, especially coming off the pick and roll, finding guys open, rolling to the rim. Um, he doesn't have those same pick and roll players this year. There's no, no Yurt 7. So I think Yurt 7 was a minus for them last year in this game. Luke May had 31 points in the first matchup last year and 33 in the second. And if you go back and look, I watched a few minutes of the game from last year. Like Yurt 7 guarding Luke May is a terrible mismatch. Mm-hmm. Yurt 7 is getting these little cross screens, these little back screens set on him. He cannot keep up with with. Luke May and you literally I can like see in his face as he runs across the court like oh no not this shit again (laughs) and Luke May just like gets open or gets a mismatch every single time I think it's going to be much better I assume they're going to have Wyatt Walker guarding him I've heard people say maybe they expect Torn Dorn yeah I've heard heard Torn Dorn I don't I think I don't think that's going to happen I think they'll probably put um, Walker on him I don't I don't feel super comfortable as a person rooting for NC State in this game with that matchup but I also think that uh, it's a, it's better than your seven, and mm-hmm. I think the team is just more tuned. NC State, I'm saying, is more tuned to that style of play. So you know when you what style of play? 
the the style of play that Keats wants to play uh, up and down. Your seven is well, not made. Let me tell that. you something about transition real quick. Can I, can I pipe in here? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the love fest between you two because I do want you to give two <laughs> sides of the story. Hit I'll me. be the judge. Taylor is. Is he the prosecutor for NC yes, State? Yes, he's the yes. prosecutor. You're the defendant? Yes, I'm the guy the in okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. I'm on the right side of history. All right, so, oh. okay, you're Gregory Peck. <laughs> you're Gregory Peck. With, with Gregory Peck, thank you. That doesn't make any sense that, you know, morals and Lu- then Lucas, UNC, you Lucas know. Lucas Scout. Yeah, no, I don't no, know no. if that's a good correlation. Right. Ignore Harper Lee's second book, yeah. On transition. That was good, sorry. Go set a watchman. Everybody check it out. All we hear about is North Carolina in transition. And let me tell you something. They are beatable. You can run with North Carolina, despite what the national yes, media will say. Is and I'll tell you why. All you have to do is play good transition defense. If mm-hmm. you get back, you're, that's what Kentucky did. Kentucky made it a track meet, but they were better at getting back. And Carolina had to play in the half court. They only scored 72 points. Kentucky got up and down the floor. Carolina does not get back well. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think you can win a track meet with North Carolina. And I think Kentucky was evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just food for thought. I also think that I mean, NC State is going to force some turnovers here, no matter what. I know that, you know. Right, they're excellent at forcing right. turnovers. Yeah, they're great. I mean, and they're just a team built full of these wings who can shoot, but also put the ball on the floor. I mean, Torn Dorn has probably been their best player. Markel Johnson, I think, is probably the most valuable. He makes it, he's the straw that stirs a drink, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, Torn Dorn is, is crazy. Once you get him going downhill, it's it's kind of over. Right. And I think UNC, despite their Ken Palm numbers actually now look really good on defense. Surprisingly good. I, I don't know have it in front of me, but I know they're like They're eleventh ma- in the country. I was about right to say now, maybe top ten. Efficiency. Yeah, which I still don't trust their ability. Which is so misleading. I don't trust their ability to guard the ball screen. Yeah. And I, I don't like Mark I if I were a UNC fan, I'd be super scared of like Funderburk coming up and setting a screen for Markel Johnson and then rolling <laughs> towards the rim. I mean, Funderburk might like Murder, uh, Kobe White. Mo- yeah, somebody in there. Yeah, well, you know, also Sterling Manley is probably not. Yeah, Sterling Manley play, is not playing. You know. It's official. Well, no, it's official. Yeah, I think it's yeah. official. Yeah, he's so not it's going to be Garrison Brooks and Luke. May- I think. I think North Carolina has to go small here, right? They have to go. Well, the Sir Little has finally emerged. Yeah, it took a I mean, while. So that, wel- welcome to the welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the 2018-19 season this year. And that's kind of the question, right? I think in a lot of uh, Carolina fans' minds is, well, how well will Nasir Little play? Um, yeah. You know, I think he's been a disappointment to a lot of. Tar Heel fans early on, but I think he'll really prove his worth, not offensively, but defensively against Torn Dorn. If he can contain Torn Dorn, and if he's matched up with Torn Dorn, I think I think that'll prove to be a difference maker, and I actually really like North Carolina in this game. I think that the Kobe White-Markel Johnson matchup will be fascinating to watch. I'm actually Team Kobe White in this one. I know it's hard for a lot of people to believe, yeah. but I actually think that he'll, he'll play very well. I, Cam Johnson shoots it better than just about anybody in the country right now. I think that I don't see anybody in NC State contesting anything offensively from him. Um, so you know, I I just I like North Carolina here, e- even though they have struggled defensively in my mind and their defensive numbers are inflated. I still like them here, and I think this is the first significant win for North Carolina this year. I think they've played some you don't tough think Gonzaga competition. Is a significant win. Let me. I, I don't really like the Gonzaga win. I think Gonzaga looks worse and worse the longer I watch college I basketball right. this That's season. A- um, I, I think, think that right. the NC actually, State team is better that. than Gonzaga. Let me just let me just say something about NC State before I get off my soapbox here. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it, despite what you might think from having listened to us, kind of Luke and I gush about the Wolfpack for a second right here. I was gushing. 
I thought it was the judge. I'm supposed yeah, to be no, impartial. No, no, yeah, he was impartial. No, yeah. for you, I'm undecided on who Luke I'm picking is sitting in this game. on a for, Bible. For you, that counts as gushing. Anytime you agree with me, I count it as gushing. Uh, I think that, you know, in the mainstream media, and I hate myself for using that phrase right there, but like mm-hmm. on your typical like talking heads, UNC is going to be the expected team. Some, I, I think, some people, especially outside the ACC, still kind of don't realize what's going on with NC State right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I, I think that like if you look across the board at these players, I think they will match up with Cam Johnson. I think they'll stop like CJ Bryce, uh, Devin Daniels. If Torn Dorn doesn't go off, there are all these other guys who can sp- score twenty points, twenty plus points per game. Mm-hmm. NC State can kind of go ten deep with guys who could be starters on other ACC teams. They're just so deep. They there's there's any of those guys could go off for a bunch of points. I think there's just too many options for UNC to deal with. I, I hear you, and I, I think there are a lot of good arguments to make them why NC State, this is the game that NC State wins to really kind of plant their flag in the for the ACC. But I think when it comes down to it, the five best players on the floor across the board will play for North Carolina at every position. I, I so understand I, that. You know, I mean, I, with the exception of Markel Johnson. Maybe, uh, maybe Torn Dorn. Maybe, maybe. Michael. So maybe CJ Bryce. <laughs> You're just going back on. You say something, you come out so strongly for it, and then one month later, you completely flip it a dime. That's the beauty of the game I, of basketball. I, Every game is different. I like NC State in the long run. Here, I like Mark. You are such a college basketball hipster as a second team it's, All ACC guy, but he is. I don't. I don't like him in this game. It's, it's funny to hear you say that. You think UNC will have to go small because, to my mind. They're the, best served play small. Yeah, well, I, I just think it's All funny. Right, closing tomorrow, arguments. I, I got to take back. Oh, you're gonna, the, are you going to cut me off right in the middle of my thought? Hold, let me just say one thing. It's been 17 minutes, and, and we've I could talked talk about, about it for game. another 17. We've talked about my, one game. The typical UNC thing would be to throw lots of talented bigs at you, and I think yeah. in a normal year, that would own NC State in this situation. Right. But I think this year is not a normal year. Manley's not going to play. They don't have enough guys to do that. I think it, the... NC State has like the long athletic link wings that are going to own this game in that in that respect. Okay, yeah. all right, I, yeah, I agree. UNC would do anything to have Kennedy Meeks back down there, where yeah. they could get oh. eight to fourteen easy low post points. Remember, that's not happening. Remember when we used to talk about Doe's strength every week on this mm-hmm, podcast? That's mm-hmm. a deep cut. I no, miss, I, know. I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah, there aren't enough doughy players anymore. Everybody's just an athletic wing. You know what I miss? Side I, tangent. Luke's I guess Raekwon Gray. You, <laughs> you, Luke is going to love get. this. They're going to go on another tangent here. You know what I miss? Speaking of Kennedy Meeks and hashtag doughy strength. You know what? I'm speaking only to Mike here. Luke's shaking his head. You know what we didn't do this year that I feel very upset about? We did not observe our annual holiday tradition of viewing... Uh, point oh. Break, only the greatest movie ever made. We did a great Christmas film. I love that movie. We it also didn't talk about. To do so for me, as far as I'm concerned, it's still 2018. You're not talking about Point Break. I'm, I'm about to turn your mic off. Goodness gracious. Okay, closing. I'm not even going to ask for a closing statement because you two've rambled on way too long. Taylor, say- Taylor's like 70 percent of that conversation right there. I Mike 30. am an FBI agent. Okay. <laughs> you know there was a very popular one man show for Point Break. Oh, Oh my God! Seattle point Break for a couple of years and Point Break Live. Yeah, yeah Point Break Live. Yeah, Look it up on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. The mic has gone off. Okay, but we can still ta- hear Taylor because he's screaming about Point Break. Um, War Child. Oh, Anthony Kiedis' best performance. If you ask me. All right, sorry. You haven't seen the movie? Check it out. Oscar winner Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> 
he just cannot shut him up. Like you turn the mic off, it doesn't do any good. First uh, modern action movie. Oh, good. That's good. enough. Anyways, okay, Luke, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> well, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and you know what? I I think I'm gonna have to pick NC State in the crowd here. Okay. And I think it's that close. I, I mean, yeah. I thought I like that. I That's think a they smart do something pick. similar to what they did to Auburn and. Uh, North Carolina has some Auburn attributes to their style. I mean, I'm going to go with NC State. I All think right. they guard the perimeter better than just about anybody out there in the country. So, All there right. you go. I like it. There you have it. Let's move on. I want to talk about... Your UNC, I'm assuming, Mike. Yeah, I'm yeah. UNC by six. Yeah. By six? Okay. By six. They're probably going to be favored by three I think it's a pick, actually. It might be a pick em. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to Virginia Tech. We need to talk about the Hokies. They have started out 2-0. They have played two terrible ACC teams. I'm not not degrading them because they've won by double digits in each of those contests. They've both been at Castle. So, you know, I was about to just, you know, push the chips in after watching Notre Dame because I love the way they shoot the ball. I love the way they work the ball to the corner. The corner three has turned into Buzz's new thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he has reinvented himself so many times as a coach. It's amazing to look back at those old Marquette teams. I saw those Marquette teams. I was on the floor. I, I had toes on the floor, Taylor. You appreciate that, don't uh, you? I do. That's, a, that's a life goal of mine. I had toes on the floor in the Elite Eight, okay? I, I walked into some tickets, and Marquette was playing Syracuse to tie this back to the ACC, and Buzz was coaching Marquette. Wow. And I think they scored like 32 points the entire game. Buzz, the flying buzzes? Did? Yeah. Oh, and Syracuse won like 50 to 32. Wow. Or thirty, yeah, it was all just an atrocious basketball game. Yeah, but he's completely reinvented himself as a coach and has gone full offense, a lot of spacing. I love the way Robinson has the one hand passes; they're flying all over the court. And you know, Nikhil is is balling out there, and he can get to the rim. They have two players First now team who can get ACC. to the rim. That's not been the case on previous teams like the Seth Allen team. They only had one person who could get to the rim, and then everybody else was kind of standing around. So it was like a poor, 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 poor man's Houston Rockets, James Harden kind of style. That's not how they are this year. Their defense has improved, as Taylor said. I think their defense is a little bit of smoke and mirrors right now. They run all over the place, but they're not necessarily the most disciplined team defensively. I think they're pretty much on par with North Carolina right now. I really do. I think they're... They're an echelon below Duke and Virginia. I think Duke mm-hmm. and Virginia have just separated themselves. Now, I know it's early in the ACC schedule, but I think those two teams have separated themselves. North Carolina and Virginia Tech are in a tier by themselves next. And then below wow. them, I would have Florida State and NC State. Wow. With NC State, maybe the chance to jump up into tier two. Wow. See, I'm I'm now, I'm in the camp that thinks you can't spell menage a trois without VT. So I like UVA and Duke and Virginia Tech in there. You can't spell menage a trois without well, VT. Virginia but, Tech has not played well, we, any. We paid for a writer to get that line in there. Okay, that, that is some quality writing right there. Quality. Well, uh, let me, let me, okay, the counter example is this. All right? You want to hear it? Yes, I'm listening. The counter argument, pardon me. You read my notes on Virginia they Tech. They have not really played stiff competition. Mm-hmm. They haven't played a road yeah. test. Purdue? At all. Purdue's not. You maybe, know my thoughts on Purdue. Yeah, you maybe guys, the, Washington. the three of you guys like have a little love fest every week for Purdue. Oh my God, Carson Edwards! He shot fifty <laughs> shots today and he scored thirty points. Oh, what a player! <laughs> I, I, Purdue's not That's a good exactly team. Exactly what I look like in private talking about Carson Edwards. <laughs> it's very the good. three of you guys in just, private. I'm, I'm and then like when Purdue get gets absolutely waxed, I text the the group thread and there's right. crickets from all of you guys. You're right. Just crickets. You're right. So let's well, stop pretending the Purdue thing is a real thing. Can we yeah. stop pretending that's a thing? 
No, I, I I'm willing to stop. But Penn it, State is awful. And Washington's that's a bad pretty loss. good. Washington's pretty Penn good. State is awful. Washington's, that's not true. Penn State's not good. They're better than Washington. Did you watch them against Wisconsin yesterday? Yeah, that I was did. tough. That was tough. They got oh, Wisconsin's didn't a very they, good team. Didn't their coach just get in trouble for yoking up one of the players? I think he slapped him. Yeah. Uh, did he slap him or did he grab him? He went full Bob Knight. Happened. You know, you what, never it, go full Bob Knight. In my day, we just called that coaching. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my they, first grade principal used to spank me. They played Boston College and <laughs> just let Notre that Dame. I mean, yeah, wow. Should we make a report? Or... All right, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Is Taylor one of these parents who doesn't spank? I do not spank. You don't use the belt at all? I do not. The paddle, the switch, any not. of the above? No. Wow. I, it's funny you say that. I just thought about a- Adrian Peterson. Would you like? Would you like to take another tangent on my uh, parenting philosophy? Because I'll give you a <laughs> solid 20 minutes on that one. <laughs> I, I actually want to hear it. Uh, not now. <laughs> That's. What, I'll just give you the the Cliff Notes version. Okay. How From, long is that going to take? Like fifteen minutes? I, yeah. I'll give you the thirty second version. Anecdotally, that sort of approach did not work with me. It just made me better at hiding my mm, indiscretions. And I just read a new report today that said statistically that kind of stuff doesn't only makes children better at lying. So. I mean, I already have a three-year-old who I'm potty training, and I say, are you pooping? And he stands in the corner and grunts and squats and says, "Uh, no, no. And I'm like, I can smell it. I see what you're doing. So, I, yeah, I don't do that. Man, I'm so glad you asked, Luke. That's so good. Uh, You know what I'm not looking forward to? It's been on my mind. When I I turn into a real grumpy old man, (laughs) having Taylor's child run around, and if I'm ever in his vicinity... yeah. Teddy could turn into a, I don't know, he could turn into a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he's good. never been if he's that's never good. been disciplined. I'm interested in now, this See, now we'll experiment. have to cut this because you can talk about anything you want. You don't talk about my child on the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I think he's going to turn out wonderful. Uh, just make sure you, you like true. take away Xbox or like take away iPads. Well, you do. You discipline, you just don't physically okay. discipline. Okay, all right, I got you. I'm in. Mm. All, right. all right. Well, anyways, I did think about Adrian when Peterson hitting a four-year-old with a switch. Bad. What a beast. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I know I'm the person who loves to go on tangents. What a beast. Okay, uh, Mike, Michael, Michael. Uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, they're good at basketball, and I, I like them very Here, much. Here's the question. No, Alexander Walker, his emergence has totally changed the game for Virginia Tech. I mean, he, you know, Justin Robinson, you know, got into a slugfest with Colin Sexton in the NCAA tournament last year. It was a problem. It, it, it literally, I think, blood was drawn on both sides. Um, and Sexton won. And Sexton it was won. Clear. And you know, Robinson really didn't have anyone to go to in those last minutes. Now he has Alexander Walker there, and, and Blackshear to a certain degree. When uh, when Blackshear's playing, well. and Ahmad Hill and Ty Outlaw. Oh, those, See, I can't trust Ahmed Hill. And, and I can't trust Hill and you, Outlaw. Yeah, you, no, you, you can't. They're great saying, over the long haul, but in certain games, yeah. Hill just disappears. Like I, I just don't know where he goes sometimes. But you know, I, I don't know. I I I think that. They belong, and I think they're a top three ACC team at this moment in time. They're one injury away from being a bottom seven team, but they are a top three team today. Here's why I don't trust Virginia Tech, and I got a lot of reasons that I love them. I feel like Luke mirrored my thoughts exactly when he gave the case for them, which always scares me when Luke and I are are so in sync. Mm -hmm. That scares me. Mm -hmm. But... uh, don't repeat everything I said, okay? I, I will not, but here, that, that here's what I think. That would not be wise if we're thinking about here, time I, allocation. I, I was looking at their um, pace numbers, and they are playing at a 
relatively for them very slow rate, like mm-hmm. 250th in the nation. And last year they were the 50th, top 50 fastest teams in the nation. Wow. They, like Luke said, Buzz has changed entire approach. I think that's to his credit. That's an amazing thing to do is like be able to change on the fly according to your talent, according mm-hmm. to the needs of what you need to do in the league. That said, I think that pace, even with an offense that when it's clicking is, I will say, probably the best offense in the ACC, they have such a small margin for error in certain circumstances it makes me nervous. So like I think when we were when we we were watching or we were keeping track over text all of us talking about them playing Notre Dame or them playing or Boston, Boston College. But I think both games in the first half Notre Dame and Boston College were kind of keeping it tight or even by head by a few points. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of texted, just wait for the 20-point explosion in the second half. What happens when that doesn't happen from Virginia Tech? It's always Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Whether it's an off-shooting night, whether it's a team that just makes them, you know, be a little bit less efficient with their possessions. Because there's fewer possessions, there's less room for error. Even though they're super efficient, I think the defense has been great. They're very active in help defense, almost too overactive. I think good passing teams take advantage of that. I just think there's I'm still a little bit nervous. There's less yeah, there's I less mean, room for padding in like a margin of victory, you know. I don't know. In in the modern basketball game where the pick and roll is so important and defending the pick and roll in particular is so important, Carrie Blackshear is often exposed in that way. So I, I that'll definitely be something to keep an eye on going forward. You can only be excellent in limited possessions offensively if you're excellent in more possessions defensively so we'll see where it goes they don't draw fouls at all they draw fouls at a very low rate which has been a complete shift it's kind of a testament also to their shooting they just shoot a lot of threes and hit them and then they make Mm -hmm. open let's look at the schedule yeah georgia tech win they're 3-0 virginia on the road i mean who knows i mean Last year, I mean, just wonky stuff happens sometimes between those two teams. I'm not going to pencil that in as a loss, even though it seems like it's a loss if we're talking like pure basketball versus basketball. Right. They have a very nice and yeah, they, easy. They get Wake the Forest, so they're they're at least going to be like four and one. Wake Forest is awful. Then they're at North Carolina. That's not good. Syracuse home, yeah, probably a win. Miami away, win. NC State away, probably a loss. Right. Probably. Louisville home, I think they win that. Clemson away, winnable. Georgia Tech home. See, they get Georgia Tech twice. That's great. They get Miami twice. That's great. They do have to go to PNC. They have to go to Carolina, and uh, they got to go to Virginia. So, I don't know. I don't think this team is going to be contending between Duke and Virginia. I just don't think. I agree. I, I, think, no, I see no, too I many losses. So. There's just too many losses on the, on the schedule. Okay. I think but, they have the biggest like variance them. in like their I think they could be ceiling and their floor. The biggest variance of I all these I think they could be like a four seed in the tournament, three seed, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah team absolutely. Is a three. Three? Yeah. yeah. No Why question. not? Yeah. Other teams of note to discuss before we shut down the shop. I also want to get to two new segments we're going to feature today. Oh, the, really? Yeah. Two? Two new segments. I know what one of them is. I know I gave you a heads up because you know you freak out if I, I throw things. You know at I'm you a planner, fly. and that's I'm not a planner, but you know, hey. The one segment you came up with in the podcast history was, um, life knowledge quest experience. That was a fun one. Should we should People, that bring back? Should we bring that back once a year? That's more like a special occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? Do you remember that? I a, know, lot, I a lot. A lot of people are asking. Was I about here? That. No. A lot of people are asking. Life quest knowledge experience. He was talking about. <laughs> Like the Cleveland Cavaliers and roommates who, you know, did the same thing. 
Right? Go go watch some tape. Do your homework. Oh my god! No, no, I'm just kidding. Don't you laugh. That. I've never heard you belly laugh so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I'm was, a belly no, laugh. No, it was a, it was a disaster. Yeah. It was an absolute uh, catastrophe. Let, let me ask you guys some questions. So, I well, can I, I want I want to answer a question. Through. Yes, hit me. All right. No, can I answer a question? Yes. We're you have to ask a question for here, me to answer. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna run through some of these other teams. I feel like there's a fat middle of the ACC here. Yeah. A lot of teams could be good, could be bad. Who knows? What how I think of them as I was planning for this podcast, I literally was writing down all the teams on a notepad, and I put a line through the middle of the paper, and the teams above the line, and the te- some of the teams were above the line, and some of the teams were below. the so line. So we're gonna call this the Alamo segment. That's a, sure, yes, the Alamo segment. Yeah, you're why? like why drawing the line in the sand? <laughs> why? What's the? Oh, did I they know. draw a line in the sand at the Alamo? Yeah, you don't remember like Travis, Colonel that... Travis drew the line in the sand at the Alamo. Like Taylor's oh. Colonel Travis for this. Is that where it comes You can from? be Davy Crockett. I'll Ooh. be Jim Bowie. You know, Ooh, I, just like Sam Bowie, Sam. I like this. Oh, yeah, I right. like this. Okay. Uh, Great. Thank you. But, so, the American frontier. All so right, here's, here's how I think of it. It's not necessarily, you know, I, I think one thing we haven't talked about and maybe we'll get to at the end of this is I think we've alluded to Duke and UVA are the, you know, they're the top of the class. They are. They're the two elite teams. At the end of this, we've said that about four times already. The at podcast, the end of this, thanks we'll, for making it five. We'll dip in and we'll kind of compare them a little bit. But before that, what I'm thinking of when I think of above the line versus below the line, I think of the teams above the line. If Duke or Virginia loses to them, it's not an embarrassing loss. You know, you don't consider it and something a bad loss, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But below the line, that is a bad loss and that's embarrassing, and you don't you want to avoid that. You okay. always want to avoid a loss, but they, it's a bad. Tell me, tell me the list. Let's. I'll start, Just do it. So we'll start easy. Uh, Syracuse. That's easy. That's yeah. the toughest one. No, that's, in the entire that's a tough list. one. I, I mean, um, I consider tough. I consider Syracuse still to be a top five. I will go ACC above the line. I'm I, above. I agree. I think above the line. I think I'm growing more and more in the minority in that opinion. I I think the main narrative has turned. I think people yeah. consider them bad. People team. like uh, the ball going in the cylinder. It seems <laughs> to be something that uh, people favor. I uh, so yeah. yeah. I, Anyways. Give me, give me another. I think they're only going to get better. Uh, Louisville, above. above. I think solidly above. Yeah, surprise, surprise. I was very impressed. That's by... the crown jewel of, my, of one of the crown jewels of my season thus far. I'm still... buying Louisville and shorting the crap out of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mike. Mm-hmm. Something that made me laugh was when they played Miami. Miami went box and one, and it just hilarious because when do you Who, see on, it? on Wara? Yeah, on Nora. Wow. Sorry, I thought they went up. Yeah, with, on Nora, they went boxing one, which when do you see a team going boxing one in 2018, yeah. now 19? Yeah. Crazy. And it was stupid because the way Nora was storing, scoring a ton of points, not the just shooting. The end is silent. By the way. Oh, thank Just you. Just as a second. Okay, that's sorry. I read thank the you. media guide for oh, Louisville. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, the way that I'm notoriously bad with pronunciation. The way that he was scoring a ton of points, not just shooting over guys, but like they would, Miami would switch on ball screens and Nora would get a. Wara. Wara. The N is silent, not the W. <laughs> yeah, the N is silent. Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of trouble with this one. The uh, Wara would get a mismatch on some guy and just like, not a super athletic guy but would just like put a nice move under control move and like take him down low easily yeah and then so what's the point of going boxing one if they're just going to switch on the screen side note <laughs> anyways yeah louisville really impressed me uh florida state i think we can all agree above above correct next yeah thank Clemson. you Clemson. below 
Below, agreed. I say below. I think they are the line. Oh man, this is my question. I spoiled it by asking. I think that they're they're a play-in game in the NCAA tournament. They're like Syracuse every other year. No, no, I I think that's where they're at. I look forward to the second round Clemson loss in the NIT tournament. Here's my question from Mike that I spoiled by asking beforehand. If you're Clemson, can you be a good team with bad players? <laughs> Not if Brownell is your coach, probably. And first of all, Marquise Reed is yeah, a he's top, good. Okay. top all-ACC talent. Okay? Can we so, stop pretending that he's going to make the first team? Because that's, that's not, not happening. He's happen. probably not going to make the first team. He'll yeah. make the second team. Okay, so he, Maybe. here's the real good team, quote-unquote, with bad players. Notre Dame, above or below? They're below. Below. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. especially Easy. with the loss of Fluker due to the ACL injury. You know, that's tough for them. Even Boston, though he's not very good. Boston College, <laughs> uh, barely below. I actually think they're just above. I I really like Boston College. I, look, you heard it here first. That game against Virginia on Wednesday, it's a one possession game. Let's I think talk about this. They give Virginia a big Tell, time. Give me scare. your Nick Popovich. Give me thirty <laughs> seconds on Nick Popovich. That's all I want to hear. I want your breakdown of the Boston College Eagles. Okay. I want your matchups against Virginia because you've got some interesting ideas about this, especially on the wing. Let's go. Yeah, I do. Um, so, I mean, first of all, across the board, I think that Boston College, despite their limited depth, um, really matches up well with Virginia. I think that Nick Popovich is an immediately put Jets, Jack Salt in foul trouble. I think that forces Virginia's hand a bit quicker than they would like. I think that Stefan Mitchell, I think he's actually able to contain DeAndre Hunter and is able to D up. Um, and I think he actually pulls Hunter away a little bit more than where he'll need to be with Jack Salt out. I think he'll he'll want to be down low in the paint, but Stefan Mitchell will pull him out, shoot more threes. I actually really like Kai Bowman. Um, being Bowman's able to gonna break have to down. put up 30, and Chapman's gonna need to get to the line yeah, a lot. I, I, That's I'm what telling, needs to happen. I, I don't I think that UVA has historically struggled against hyper athletic ball dominant guards. It's true. I think Kai Bowman is absolutely that. And I think that what you'll see, I don't think that they'll win the game, but again, I think it's a one-possession game. I think they have the lead early against Virginia. I think Virginia just had a huge emotional win against Florida State. I thought it was a dominant performance. I can't imagine Was them, it that emotional? I can't imagine them I don't know being, if it was emotional. I, I can't know. imagine them being more confident than they are right in this moment in time. It's a perfect time for Boston College to sneak in there. Couple little jabs. I think that confidence is going to help. See, the problem for Boston College is the bad tie game was last game, and the bad DeAndre game was last game. Mm -hmm. And I talked to those guys after the Florida State game, and they weren't really thrilled Mm -hmm. because they didn't play well. I mean, the team played well, but I I could just sense that in their demeanor, and that's not a good thing for Boston College because I mean, those guys are going to going to be locked in. They don't want to make it two duds in a row. And, and here's mm-hmm. so that's the, that's the counterpoint. That's, Ty, Ty Jerome, he's going to have a tough. If he's going to be guarding Kai Bowman, that's a, that's a tough matchup for Ty. And I mean, like Ty switching, for a bounce back game offensively. He'll be able switching to shoot over more Jer- than any other year on the perimeter this year. So it's not going to be one guy. Yeah, it'll be, and, and as much as you say, uh, like Popovich is the key. Mm-hmm. I do love Popovich. I mean, Kai Bowman is still the guy. Mm-hmm. Winston Tabs is not playing. It's a big. Are we sure? It, it, I don't know that he's I think definitely it, is it official? not playing. Well, yeah. it looks like he may not play, and that's right. a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. And Bowman is not shooting that well from three this year, which is his, like, that's his whole game is bombing threes, and he's only shooting 33% mm-hmm. because he doesn't, he's has to be the, the focal point. Right, he's the creator. Yeah. And, and I it's, think it's it's a problem if Boston College is running their, their weave or their dribble handoffs and Virginia just decides to switch everything, mm-hmm. which I think could certainly be the case. It's not been the case every year. 
in previous years when they've hung around last year, like in the, in the first in the game in Charlotte, so the one time they played where they um, lost by points. Yeah. Now you guys make excellent points. And I'll make sure to text you when this is a one possession. <laughs> I love the in the wrap of the conversation. Always, you guys make great points, says Mike. Yeah, but yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. So Mike says Virginia wins a close one. Taylor says Virginia by thirteen. I say Virginia by double digits as well. Right. Well, we're gonna pick. Should we pick games? Let's go. Pick yeah, games. let's pick games. Let's do it. And wrap I want to ask you a couple more. Up. Pit. Does anybody put them above the line? I no. say no. Oh, what an atrocious performance. They, no. I went out on a ledge for them against North Carolina. I was like, this could be interesting, and then they just the non conference. North Carolina is probably their best game of the year. It is. Yeah. They. And that was actually a great prep for this NC State game. Was ha- you know having to guard Xavier Johnson up and down the floor. Great prep for Markel Johnson. Mm. All right, we're picking games and we're calling it. Let me pour one out for my Miami Hurricanes. Juan Hernandez appeal denied. They're going to appeal again, but I think that really hurts them. They're just really, 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 really bad. I think they just are so thin. They have stop making excuses. Seven B plus players need one A guy. You can say it. Mm. It's tough. But before we pick games, let's let's. Oh wait, there's oh we have to do this segment. Well, what is it? Before we do that segment, no. Oh, I'm going to do my segments. Oh, oh, I want to hear surprise segment. Yeah, hit me. This week, Luke's take on commentators, okay? Okay. Oh. You know I like to vent sometimes. I have pet You do. You have moments. Especially with commentators, and especially in in-game scenarios. Ooh. End-game scenarios, I said. In-game and end- end-game. End-game, sorry. Game. You're an award-winning uh, sports journalism That's, broadcast. This is where I'm about to go off, okay? I'm going to do this on a, on a like a bi-weekly basis, okay? So get ready okay. for it. All but right. this is my first twice. and foremost. I was going to say twice a week? Luke on commentators. <laughs> The first ever segment. You know what drives me nuts? At the end of a game, a team is trailing by like five. There's about 15 seconds left, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trailing by four, whatever, okay? And the commentator's like, hey, you know what? Got time for a quick two here, Jim. Why not just get a quick two here? You know? they got. I mean, they don't have to shoot a three. You got time for a quick two. You know what happens? They go in. They get a quick two. Five seconds runs off the clock. They foul the other team's best free throw shooter. He makes two free throws. And you know what? They get the ball again. There's about 10 seconds left. They're still down five. Commentators. You know, they don't have to go for a three here, Jim. They got time for a quick two. The guy drives all the way to the basket. Maybe they do get a quick two, okay? And then finally, say say the score is they're down by three. Mm-hmm. They got time for a quick two here, Jim. Let me tell you that much. The guy goes all the way to the rim. He lays it up and in, and there's one second on the clock. And then the commentator's like, well, well, uh, um, you know, that's okay. You know, timeout, stops the clock, got a quick two there, and then the other team inbounds the ball, and they win the game. Have you guys ever noticed this? It drives ha- me crazy. I have seen that, and I'm glad you brought it up because it just reminds me of all the backdoor covers I've gotten. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's like, you're, you're goddamn right he's got time for a quick two. <laughs> Found that quick two. I need daddy needs Here's a quick another two. thing, okay? There's also such a thing as a quick three. You know you can ah, take true. and make a quick three. It's not like it like this three point shot is like a a lengthy, you know, experience. We're officially right. titling this podcast Daddy Needs a Quick Two. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're that's, right. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. And you have This is Luke on commentators. I've got one for next week, ready also. I've got another one. You have such a better chance at the offensive rebound with the 
quick three and uh you know just just any three any offensive rebound off a three too yeah. so good for you that's yeah, uh i like that that's the start of start of a new thing a new, right. new tradition i've got one next week so don't worry okay i'll be back luke and commentators great now it is Love time it. for a new another new segment before we wrap up but in between that let's, okay. before okay. we before we pick games and we hit up a new segment yeah we need to address duke and uva who who we've kind of touched on as luke said four times the top of the Wait, ACC. you're just gonna loop duke and uva in here yeah. in the middle of well we didn't really address the them that much but i i we need to can i stop you i yeah. think that next week should be all about duke uva because we'll be previewing that crazy matchup which could be one versus three yeah. or two? one versus yeah, two yeah. One no could reason be. no reason to get ahead of yourself oh, we'll do it next no, week no let's what are you going to talk about? Hey, did you know that Zion can Coop, jump 360 you are, degrees? Here, here's the <laughs> hypothetical. You are, uh, you have to choose one team for the rest of the season to ride or die with. Who do you take? Uh, well, I, I, I thought you were going to say I had to be on an island with them. Taylor, we've done this. I was just thinking this. like, ooh, who's going to rub coconut oil on my back? <laughs> <laughs> that too. That's a different segment. Probably Huff. Um, <laughs> no, um, that, no, I don't know. That facial hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's lanky that's what it is yeah, it's those long it lanky that's limbs that's what Ooh. it is um, he's like a now ride or die I mean I and we, we did this we did this like a month yeah, ago yeah but we have to it's important to address now coming off UVA's I mean very dominant win against Florida well, State you guys they all jump ship up on from, the you have to you go jump walk ship. On, sorry. you have to go with Duke yeah I know you guys also I'm the one guy on Virginia Island I, I'm back on Virginia right now yeah oh really you've changed again I, yeah I go back and forth okay and go both ways. Right. Edit that into a, a, a you know good clip for the end of the season. I think that uh, watching some of the Duke games, especially Clemson, they stayed with them. I think they did what we've been talking about is the way to make Duke you know play a different game, which is don't let them get out in transition, don't turn the ball over. That's really where people fall apart against Duke. It's not like Duke is going to like run a bunch. Yeah, of Texas sets Tech was right there until and, about four and minutes, kill you. and then. Texas Tech turned into yeah. well, they they just showed that they're Texas Tech and they can't score. Yeah, I, I mean, loved I loved Culver, that Texas Culver. Tech. Game. I loved that game. I watched. I just loved watching it. I watched really? it on like the uh, you know the camera above the basket that didn't have any commentators and it was just the shoes like the squeaking. game cast. Whatever, yeah, yeah, the game cast. Oh. I watched it like on a replay, like mm. right when it ended. I, I, it was amazing. Oh to watch god, those those, guys. the sneakers on the wooden floor, uh, the squeak, and just that, like wa- watching orgasmic. just like the. <laughs> Watching the ball take, watching the the guys, just the physicality of how well that they defended Duke in particular, and then Texas Tech early on. But I could man, do an entire segment on Texas watch. Tech's defense and how they they use the baseline, but I'm not going to do that today. Yeah, it, you know what? That's so, a perfect segue. Sixth, you know what? It's time, defender. guys. It's time for a new segment. I just created it today. Okay. And it's a timed segment. It only lasts a minute. It's called Mike's Mid-Major Minute. Ooh. And we're going to start this up because we know he has passion for this subject. 2019. Yeah, we are getting close when to When he March. gives his picks out, you see him tweet his picks out. <clears throat> you don't see him tweeting about, you know, Michigan, Indiana. You see him mm-hmm. tweeting about Fairfield and Evansville. So. Right. All right, this so, week, we got to cue the music. we got a lot of Fairfield fans in our audience. They want to know. <laughs> All, right, All right, start. Here we go. All right, Mike's so, mid-major minute. Mike's mid-major minute, the inaugural address. So the key to this segment has got to be who ends up in the tournament, right? So what we're going to talk about is who I believe to be an early conference champion and a conference that I've hyped quite a bit on this podcast, the Colonial Athletic Association. And I think if you're a fan out there, you got to keep your eye on Hofstra. That's right, Hofstra. That's Hofstra with an F, not a PH. All right, they have one of the great players 
players in all of college basketball, Justin Wright Foreman, all right, currently dominating the basketball. I think he put up 42 points just a couple nights, no, 46 points against Northeastern, averaging, uh, I think, about 28 points a game. He's going to be a difference maker in the NCAA tournament. I'm telling you, Hofstra is a team to keep your eye on. They get to the line better than most teams in the country, and they are just a solid team that I think can really win you um, a couple games if you're if you're looking for a little sleeper. Perfect. Mike's mid-major minutes. There you go. Okay, we got to make picks within five minutes, and we're out of here. Taylor, which games would you like to do? Uh, we've already done NC State, North Carolina. I'm on NC State. Taylor's on NC State. Mike's on Carolina. Yep. Duke, 21-point favorites at Wake. I don't think that's enough. I'm going to take Duke. I'll take Duke, too. Ugh, Wake Forest. They're so bad. Stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Duke, fine. Let's go to an interesting game. Wednesday. There's no interesting games. Maybe, I guess, Clemson-Syracuse. Clemson at Syracuse. Syracuse projected as five-point favorites. Only five? Give me Syracuse all day here. I'll take Syracuse here as well. Undervalued. Man. Yeah, I got to go People Syracuse. are down on Syracuse. So give me Syracuse. Oh, man. Wow. Sound the alarm. We got a consensus. Yeah, go the yeah. other way, folks. You know That's what to okay. do. Also, Guthrie would take Clemson. Yeah, he would. Also... On Wednesday, Louisville at Pitt. Louisville maybe only your one point favorites. I, I know like it's Louisville. I, I know like it's them. at Pitt, but you got to take Louisville. Right? Is that a trap game? Is that mm. is that why they built the yeah, palaces in the yeah, desert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's the actual line, if it's plus one Pitt at home, I'll take Pitt. I'm still taking Louisville. Miami at Florida State. Florida State giving ten. Your Florida 10 State point bounces favorites. back here and crushes Miami. Yeah, not, it's enough, not even close. Not enough. Not enough. Eh, I'm. I'll, I'll still hold out hope. Give me Miami. Nine-point okay. loss. Uh, Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech, your eight-point favorites. Eight? Eight. Where are you getting these lines from? These are just projected because I don't have the actual ones. Oh, because no it's too far Because it's too far ahead in time. Right, We're right, a couple right. days ahead. Yeah. Eight points? Eight points. No way. It's not enough. On the road at Georgia Tech? Yep. Right, give me Virginia Tech if that's it. Give me the passners. I, think, I, actually, <laughs> I actually like the passengers here as well. Oh, no. They're playing, oh, they're playing no, You've been suckered in by Taylor, the counter Taylor said at one point in the season preview that Georgia Tech did not have any D1 players. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people have been holding that over my head. I don't yeah, know if I really said that. Yeah, Give I me Virginia Tech. All right, guys. We get it. We uh, what else? Well, let's skip to Saturday. we got a couple good ones here. Uh, Duke at Florida State. Duke projected seven-point favorites. That'll probably change, but... If that, guy, if that line goes to double digits, I'm taking Florida State. I really like Florida State money line in that game. Wow. Yeah. I, if I think they upset Duke. At if it stays in single digits, give me Duke. Yeah, that's that's actually a great a great team to take down Duke. I, re, I really like Florida State. I don't think they have it after watching the UVA game. Uh, Louisville at North Carolina. Louisville probably getting 11 points, depending what happens tomorrow night in the UNC game. But Louisville, 11-point dogs. I'm going to mm. say Louisville. I'll take the – I'll take – Carolina in the it's Smith in Chapel Center. Hill. That's it's tough. In, but. They're so good in the Smith Center. Yeah. We just we, you yeah. got to remember these things, guys. I, yeah, these are mental notes. Yeah, we need an almanac. We do. And well, we luckily we have a record of ourselves <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> Last um, one bonus we'll go out on. Oh, did you pick that one? Uh, no, I'll go. I'll go with Louisville. I guess. There. Yeah, I would not. I would never game on that. Grudgingly, game. Notre Dame at Boston College. The Fighting Irish. Maybe your five point favorites? Yeah, Boston College. <laughs> yeah, that's Money ludicrous. Lies. Yeah. That's that's Boston ludicrous. College. That yeah, dumpster Boston fire. That, that's got to change, right? I'm telling you, it's a one possession game on Wednesday. Sorry, Notre Dame fans. I love you. It's just this year, it's not your year. Yeah. Okay, you can contact us at ACC Bball DGENs. That's our Twitter handle. Please tell your neighbors to subscribe to the podcast, even if, you know, they might be 80 years old. So what? 
Yeah. It's, it's There's something for everybody in this podcast. I, d- I do really well in that demographic. This is just mm-hmm. like AM radio, so, you know. It really is. You just got to convince. <laughs> Taylor hates being cut off. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us. ACCBBowlDegens at gmail.com. You know what we need? We need a Hotmail address if we're ever going to get those 80-year-olds <laughs> yeah. to uh, email us. AOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to pay for an AOL subscription. Like us on Facebook. Yeah. Send us your questions over email. Ooh, Hofstra, Tweet baby. at us. With an F.